Years ago, one Christmas morning, I came downstairs and I had the greatest gift any human being had ever received. It was a WWF wrestling set. It was a ring, wrestling ring. And I got 12 inch figures. I got Hulk Hogan, Big John Stud, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Jimmy Superfly Snooker, the Iron Sheik, Andre the Giant. And I spent hours and days and months coordinating some of the greatest wrestling moves you've ever seen. Jimmy used to climb up on the top turnbuckle. This was back when wrestling was good. And he would cut and always split his head open. We put ketchup on him. The Iron Sheik would put on the camel clutch. Remember that one? Oh, this was good news of great joy. My cousins came over and I grabbed them. I said, come and see what I have. I wanted to share with them this good news of great joy that was for all the people who came to my house. My friends would come by. I say, guys, I got it, I got it. What, John? The wrestling said, come and see this good news of great joy. It can be for all the people. Little did I know that I was living out the Christmas message, albeit heretically and a bit in a distorted manner. You don't know what I'm talking about? Me neither. It's the effect of waking up too early in the dark. John 1. Last week, we went through the first five verses of John, and we got back to the basics of what Christmas is all about. Well, today we're going to continue on in John 1, and we're going to look at what we should do in light of Christmas. So today we're going to be in John 1, verse 6 through 8. And it says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. You say, Pastor, you're going to preach off just those verses? I'm going to preach off just those verses. Because those are amazing verses. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The first five verses were all about Jesus. Amen? Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Whoop! There was a man named John. What just happened? Why the pivot? Why the shift to John? This is crazy, folks. This is wonderful. This is amazing. There was a man sent from God. You know what God said? Can I get a witness? He said not, can I get a witness? He said, I have a witness, and his name is John. Why did God need a witness? Listen, do you know how many people live on this planet? How is God supposed to tell all of them about what Christ did? I mean, he can't do it on his own, amen? No. He needed help. Je Jesus could only do so much. It's not like he was God. No. Wait, he was. Well, 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 why did God need a witness? 
God didn't need a witness, but God chose to use a witness. Do you want to know why? Thanks for asking. Because it would lead to the greatest glory for himself and the greatest joy for his people. You see, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness. Now listen to me. What is a witness? It's someone who testifies to the truth. How did John know the truth? God revealed the truth to him. And God sent him to proclaim the truth. That sounds a whole lot like me. Do you know how I came to faith? Do you know how I came to know the Christmas story? Do you know how I came to realize in the beginning was the word? Because God opened my eyes and drew me to himself. And then he says to me this really crazy thing. He says, can I get a witness? Do you know that's in the Bible? Matthew 28, verse 19. Can I get a witness? Wait a minute. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. My friends, if you understand Christmas, listen, I got the WWF wrestling set. And do you know what I had to do? I had to bear witness to this truth of good news of great joy that could be for all the people. Do you know what Christmas is about? Do you know how people heard about Jesus? Do you know what John the Baptist did? He was sent. He was what? He was, he was what? He was, and so were you. He was sent from God to bear witness about what? The light. Now we'll get to that part in a second. But Christmas is not about just the cookies, and these aren't called pomegranates. What are these called? Poinsettias. Pomegranates are different. It's not about the poinsettias and the trees and the lights and the cookies. It's about the fact a light came down into the darkness and God calls us as people of the light to proclaim, to witness, to testify to the fact there is a light. Is it an option? It's a command. Do you do it well? We'll get back to that in a minute. But God's asking you through Christmas, can I get a witness? Look at this. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe what? What word you got there? Through. Through him. Don't speak out loud. Who does the through refer? Don't answer out loud. Who does the through refer to? Y'all like Jesus. No. John. Do you believe through Jesus or do you believe in Jesus? You can answer that one. God sent a witness to testify to the light that all might believe what? Through who? The witness. Is your life a wall or a channel? You tracking with me here? Renee, do you know why God saved you? Because he loved you. For what purpose did he save you? You don't have to answer. I'm going to put you on the spot. I'll put Jim on the spot. I'll put Roy on the spot. I'll put Quran on. I'll put all of you on the spot. God saved you so that people might believe through you. Can I get a witness? So that people might believe through you. Is your life a wall that keeps people from God or a channel that leads them to Christ? 
You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 1 Peter 2.9. My friends, we are witnesses. Christmas is about the fact God sent his son and he said, can I get a witness? Do you know who the witnesses are? Those who have seen the light. If you have seen the light, God saved you in part so that people might believe through you. You say, Pastor, I don't, I don't want to do this. So I have two responses. One, you might not be saved. Or you might not be trusting in Christ. I'll let you wrestle with which as we go through this. Listen, I got a WWF wrestling set. That, that's awesome. Right? No. I mean, if I still played with that, we'd have issues. But I got a greater gift. I got an inexpressible gift. I got an everlasting gift. I got an eternal gift. Do you know what I got because of Christmas Day? Jesus Christ. Did you know that? And God called me to go and proclaim the gift, the joy, the privilege of proclaiming good news of great joy that should be for all the people. Who did John bear witness? That who might believe? He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that some might believe. What's it say? No, really? Yeah, really? Are you a wall or a channel? Are you a witness? Is all of your life about pointing to Christ? You say, Pastor, you say all of your life, all of your life. Not just Sunday, not just Sunday. Monday and Tuesday, yeah, put in the rest of the week. Listen, my guys, do you understand what we have in Christ? Do you understand whose we are in Christ? It's not like God says, oh, go tell people about the miserable master you have and the miserable life you got. You know what he says? Go tell the good news of great joy that can be for all the people. That God became flesh and dwelt among us so that whoever would trust in him would be saved. I mean, I'll give you a chance. What's better than eternal life? I mean, really though, right? Take Jim. Wouldn't it be better if God just healed him today? Is that better than eternal life? Come on. If Barb goes to Texas and her daughter says, I'm perfectly healed. Well, that makes a Merry Christmas. Better than Jesus, right? Now, we'll take those things, amen? But they pale in comparison. If Jim got all better today, do you know what will still happen to him one day? He'll die. But do you know what happens in Christ when you die? Now you live. Do you know what eternal life is? Life with God, enjoying relationship and fellowship with God. God says, I saved you from death, from darkness, and brought you to life. Can I get a witness? And do you know what his children should say? Me! Here I am, send me! Woe is me, a man of unclean lips. Isaiah, yeah? Guys, the problem we have is we get so distracted by the stuff, we're like, oh, poor John. He was sent by God to bear witness about the light. Oh, we get to do the fun Christmas. Oh, he had to, to live so people would believe through him. Oh, my friends, John the Baptist was not a miserable cat. He was a joy-filled man. He was the greatest man who ever lived. 
You say, why do you say that? Because, see, Jesus told me that. Jesus called him the greatest man who ever lived. So, Christmas is about God saying, can I get a witness? Christmas is about us understanding that we are saved so that all people might believe through, through us. Dirty little secret. It's not about you. It's about Christ. God is not particularly concerned with what you want He's concerned about what his will is, because in his will, you will find fullness of life. Amen? Christmas, God says, can I get a witness? Christmas, God says, how will they believe unless they hear? And how will they hear unless someone preaches? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? I'm in Romans 10. How are they to preach unless they are sent? Do you know who sends the children of God to proclaim the truth of God? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, who is risen, was also incarnate. And our job as Christians is to go out day by day and celebrate Christmas and Easter. You tracking with me? Can I get a witness? Can we live as a witness? You want the sad part of this text? Say, no, I'm going to do it anyway. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. Do you see how sad that is? Imagine we're in a coal mine. We're going down. You know they, those little crazy trains they ride? And they're sitting in the trains, and there are lights down the side of the wall, and we're a mile and a half underground, and the light's cut. Do you know what that's called? Claustrophobia. But do you know what else is called? Pitch dark. Now I want you to imagine in the pitch dark someone breaks out a flashlight and turns on the flashlight. Do you have to say, hey everyone look, there's a flashlight. Look, the light's on. Do you have to tell people that? Why not? It's obvious. Imagine there's a guy in the train who's blind as a bat, who lives in pitch black, who lives in darkness all the time. Do you know what you need to tell him when the light comes on? Somebody turned on a light. Do you know Jesus came into a world of pitch black darkness? Jesus came into a world of blind people. Jesus came as light, but the people couldn't see the light. Did, did you know that? Do you ever think about this world we live in? People aren't looking for God. In fact, even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4 here. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Our job is to go as a witness that people might see the light through us. You say, what's this have to do with Christmas? Everything! This is Christmas! He has delivered us, Colossians 1.13, from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, through whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. Our job is to go out into a dark world filled with blind people. And to be a witness, to take blind, lost people by the hand and say, there's a light. 
Let me show you. Let me lead you to the light. Let me introduce you to the light. Let me show you how to see. Could you imagine if you could offer a blind person sight? Would you do it? Could you imagine if I had a cure for Barb's daughter and I could give it to her and heal her completely instantaneously? Could you imagine if I was like, oh, she's all the way in Texas, I don't want to go. Do you know what Christmas is? We get to witness, we get to testify, we get to offer salvation through us, not in us, through us, pointing to Christ, that the light has come into the darkness, the darkness shall not overcome the light. The good news of great joy for all the people isn't that Rowdy Roddy Piper was under my tree. It's that Jesus Christ came and dwelt among us, and he saved us, and he transferred us from darkness to light. You see, these lights are pretty, but they're only good if they remind us of the true light. The tree is pretty, but how marvelous if it reminds us of the tree upon which Jesus hung and was cursed so that we might be forgiven. Do you know how you do this? Do you know how to live? God says, can I get a witness? How? How can you be an effective witness for Christ? If anybody wants to take over, I, I'm good. John 1, verse 8 there, it has the word light. You see that word light? Phos in Greek. You know what phos means in Greek? It means light. It's really light. John 5, 35, look at this. Anybody got the King James Version, you can look closely, and I'm going to make you scratch out a word. I'm not going to make you scratch out a word, but watch this. In John 5, 35, it says, He, John the Baptist, was a burning and shining, KJV will say light, everybody else will say lamp. The word is lichnos, and this is so important. Jesus is a phos, a light. You, my friends, as Christian, are lichnos. You know what lichnos is? It's a portable lampstand. Now track with me here. You're a lampstand for Christ, whether you like it or not. Jesus Christ came so that you might live, and he came so that you might reflect his light. He came that you might carry his light. You're not the light. He is. And your job as Christians, walk with me here, my friends, Christmas is all about us being reminded of the fact that God came down, God became one of us, God lived the perfect life we couldn't. God died the death we deserve. God rose three days later. He is risen. He is risen Am I mixing Easter in with Christmas? You're darn right I'm mixing Easter in with Christmas. And for those who he gives the ability to see the light, the formerly blind, the once dead people trapped in deep darkness, he saves us, he draws us into his kingdom, out of the domain of darkness, and he sends us as a witness. Christmas is all about God saying, can I get a witness? Live your life, people, so that people might believe in Christ through you. Now, how? How? Thanks, Jim. I'll tell you. Just try really hard. Amen. No? Well, there's hard work involved. Remember better. That's the answer. Do you know evangelism is for the saved as well as the lost? Do you know we're called to be a lampstand for Christ for two reasons? Jesus offers gifts at Christmas. 
Jesus offers a gift to those who are not saved. You know what the gift is? WWF wrestling rings. He offers eternal life. And do you know how you receive this gift? You acknowledge that as the light shines upon you, you do not live up to God's standards of perfection. God says, you must be perfect as I am perfect. And if you think you're perfect, you've got issues. No one is righteous. No, not one is what God says. So you can deny Christ and call God a liar, and you can square off against God in battle. That's fine. You'll lose. Or you can bow the knee to Christ. You can say, God, I see a problem. I haven't kept your law. I can't keep your law. And the wages of sin is death. Well, here's Christmas at that point. You're going to hell. Merry Christmas. That's the reality of it. Isn't that horrible? Now, could you imagine if I knew the cure for this and I didn't tell people? I'm a wicked man at that point, aren't I? Maybe I don't even know the truth if I can do that. But Jesus said, look, you can't keep God's law. You won't keep God's law. You have no desire to keep God's law, but I desire to save you. And I will save you by living the perfect life you can't, by dying the death you deserve and taking the wrath of God upon myself. And then we'll have this grand exchange. Jesus says, I'll take your sin upon me, and I'll put my righteousness on you. And if you will not only trust in the truth of those intellectual facts, but submit your life to the authority of Christ and in the power of the Holy Spirit, live for his glory, guess what? Now I can say, Merry Christmas. Jesus offers a gift to those who are saved. You say, what, what? I thought it was just about salvation. Oh, no. Jesus desires to have an intimate relationship with us. How do you do that? Trust in him. Gaze upon him. Meditate upon him. Be re-evangelized. Do you know how incredible this news is? Why does this never get old? Jesus Christ chose you before the foundation of the earth that you might be his. God looks at you not as that miserable wreck that you know you are when you're home by yourself and thinking, dang, I'm screwed up. No, that's not how God knows you. He sees you as if you had lived the perfect life Christ did. He doesn't look and say, Rich, you are a disappointment to me, man. No, he says, Rich, you are my son. You are a child of God. I love you and we are eternally bound together. I have tied my joy to yours. Walk with me. Trust in me. Live with me. Have the abundant life I desire for you. Jesus is not a party pooper. Did you know that? Now, he's a burden giver. <laughs> he, he's a trial tester. He'll prune you. I'm not preaching a prosperity gospel, but I'm preaching the true gospel that God will take care of you perfectly, grow you in faith, mature you, knit you closer to him, and use you mightily for his glory. How? Be reminded of the old, old story. Remember Christmas and Easter. Focus upon him. Remember who you were apart from Christ and who you are in Christ. Before God says, can I get a witness, do you know what you were? You were dead. We're going to talk about Lazarus downstairs today in Sunday school. Remember good old Lazarus in the tomb? John 11? Stinky Lazarus in the tomb. Do you know how bad you stank in the tomb of death before Christ saved you? 
I don't know, were you saved on day four of your life? I wasn't. You stank. You were dead. You were going to hell. You couldn't interact with God. You say, I thought Christmas was fun and happy and joyful. Oh, it is happy and joyful. Because while you were in the tomb, do you know what Jesus said? Get up. How do dead people get up? And he says, come out. How do dead people walk? They can't. But that little baby Jesus had the power to give life. Wait a minute, isn't that? Wait a minute. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Woo-wee. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was what? Whoa! And the life was the light of men. The light shines where? In the And the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness, to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. Some of y'all have lists. People ask you what you want for Christmas. Karan, can you project my Christmas list? Do you know Christmas isn't about what you want. That WWF wrestling said, I will never mention it again. Probably will, but do you know where it is right now? Me too, and that's the point. I have no idea where it is. For about a year, I mean, Big John Studd and Andre the Giant would just, boom, they would clash off in the center of the ring. If you came to my house, and you saw me playing with a wrestling set with 12-inch figurines, I sure hope someone would knock me in the head and find out where I've duct taped my wife so she can't stop me. That would be pathetic. But for a young kid, it was awesome. Listen, I came to faith in Jesus, oh, a wee bit ago. It makes me feel old if I tell you how long ago it was. Can I tell you a secret? Do you want to know where Jesus is today? The same place he was the day he brought me to saving faith. Sitting on the throne, reigning in righteousness. He is the king. And here's the difference. The WWF said it lost its luster little by little, day by day, so that there were times I wouldn't touch it. There were times I forgot about it. And now there's a time I could care less about it, except for a sermon illustration. But my Lord Jesus... Scripture says, the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. You know what it says next? It grows brighter and brighter until full day arrives. What does that mean? Jesus don't lose his luster over time. No. He is the light of life. What we do is we have the ability to see that light better day by day as we trust in Christ. And the better we see it, the more we can't but help go out and proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. What's Christmas all about? It's all about the fact that God became one of us. That light entered into darkness. That was last week. This week, I want to remind you, what Christmas is all about. God doesn't say, tell me what you want for Christmas. God says, go and tell what you got for Christmas. God says, can I get a witness? 
and our job as children of the Most High King and dwelt by the Holy Spirit, saved by the blood of Christ. Wow, we could just chew on that for a little bit. Magnificent. Our job as children of God is to live lives so that people might believe through us. That's quite a responsibility, isn't it? That's quite a privilege, isn't it? How do you do this? You can't. But remember what Paul says. I can do all things through dogged, hard work. Amen? <laughs> I can do all things if I try really hard and study a lot. Now, there's an element of that involved in this, but listen. He says, I can do all things through him, Christ, who strengthens me. Distraction abounds, especially this time of year. And I can just see the devil smiling. Let's get him to a party. Let's get him in debt. Let's distract him with gifts and decorations and cookies. They'll forget about the Christ. Don't get distracted. You don't need anything more than Christ to truly celebrate Christmas. Enjoy the accoutrements. But don't forget the light has come out down into darkness. And for those of you who have received the light, perhaps God sent you a Christmas card that said, can I get a witness? If you haven't yet trusted in the light, my friends, may I be a lampstand this morning, hopefully working in the power of the Holy Spirit, to walk you into this light so that you may come to trust in the light and have life in his name. There is nothing you could have done that would cause Christ to say, I want nothing to do with you because he has covered all sin once and for all, for all time for those who will trust in him. You want to have a Merry Christmas? Trust in Christ. Live as a witness for Christ. Live a life so that people might come to know Christ through you. Trust that God knows how to celebrate Christmas. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. Father God, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, please help us. We have not lived as you have called us to well. Lord, help us to be witnesses. Help us to be conveyors of truth. Help us to be reflectors of light. Help us to be portable lampstands carried about in your power and for your glory. Lord Jesus, remind us of whose we are and how we became such. Lord, for those who have gathered with us today who do not yet know you, I pray that you would supernaturally shine your light into the darkness of their heart. Reveal to them your holiness and your wrath and your justice, but also your grace and mercy and forgiveness. We pray, Lord, that your light would not cause them to flee. It would not drive them to shame, but it would drive them to their knees before you, crying out for forgiveness and the joy that comes from knowing you are faithful to forgive those who trust in you. And Lord, for those of us who have trusted in you, 
who are so easily distracted. Help us to not be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds that by testing we may know and do your will, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Lord, we only have a couple weeks till Christmas. Holy Spirit, help us, guide us, show us to whom you are calling us to testify to the truth. Help us to invite people into your kingdom. Help us to be wise, to know how to speak truth to them. Help us, Lord, make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil and people live in darkness. But you have entrusted to us light. Help us to live, Lord, as people of the light because you have drawn us into your light and given us life in your name. Lord Jesus, to you alone be the glory. Amen. Are we good with that? We have a special song this morning that uh, Quran was gracious enough to help me out with.